pray that you are all doing well, whether you're on your way to work, um, if you're just waking up, like myself, I have to admit, um, <laughs> wherever you are, I give God thanks um, for you. Today, I really wanted us to discuss showing ourselves approved by studying the word of God. So studying to show ourselves approved. And it's so very important for us to embrace the call, embrace the challenge, really, of studying God's word so that we can show ourselves approved. And the scripture reminds us in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15, and it says, do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. Now, if we break that down to fully understand what it is the scripture is saying here, I really like the amplified version. And the amplified version says, study and be eager and do your utmost to present yourself to God approved, tested by trial, a workman who has no cause to be ashamed, correctly analyzing and accurately dividing, rightfully handling and skillfully teaching the word of truth. Now, studying the word of God is not only a call that we have, right, but it's a responsibility. And not only is it a responsibility, but it is a profound privilege that allows us to deepen our relationship with our Heavenly Father. It allows us to gain wisdom. It allows us to grow in spiritual maturity. And these are just a few things that happen when we make it our duty to study and not just study, but to study effectively. And so the first thing that happens is that we remain grounded in truth. You know, when I think about how, well, in this country, especially, and in other parts of the world, we've allowed truth to become pretty much whatever anyone wants it to be, right? It's become a matter of feelings, a matter of opinion instead of facts. And in today's world, we need the truth. We need the word of God. We need to hear what God is saying. We need to know what the ultimate source of truth is. And that is God's word because it gives us guidance. And when we diligently study the scriptures, we build a firm foundation for our faith. We make it very much less likely for us to fall for false teachings, for worldly distractions of which there are plenty especially today. I mean, you just turn on the TV, the things that they are showing in commercials, what they're pushing. It's important for us to remain grounded in the truth, which is the word of God. And another thing that happens is we become intimate with God. We receive that intimacy. So when we study the word, it's not just like an academic exercise or like we've been saying a checklist item, right? But it's an invitation into a deeper relationship with God. And sometimes when we're feeling alone or we're feeling like we're so far from him, we have to remind ourselves that he is just as close as wherever we have our Bibles. We, we always have access to him through his word. And the more we engage with his word, the more we encounter him, the more we encounter and experience his character. We read and we remind ourselves of his promises we're restored and comforted by his love. And he draws us closer to him. When we spend that time, we become more intimate with God. And another thing that happens is we become equipped for life's challenges. So this one is, is interesting. The other day, 
I was getting ready to do our personal finances, right? Every week or two weeks or so, I check up, make sure all the bills are paid, you know, the bank accounts are accounted for and all the money is going where it's supposed to go. And, you know, I was about to get my laptop and I said, God, man, I wish you could like help me literally with what I was about to do. Like, I, I wanted to be like, like, tell me to put this hair and that there. Like, I wanted direct instructions, right? And the Holy Spirit said to me so loudly, he said, I already did. And then I looked over and I saw my Bible next to me. And so I grabbed my Bible, put my computer down, I grabbed my Bible and I just opened it up, you know, because sometimes I'll open it up randomly and I realize like whatever it is I landed on, it was just talking to me for that moment. So I did it and I, it opened up to Proverbs 21 and in that chapter and the next chapter in 22 as well, there were so many wise sayings about finances, how to handle money. Um, about just what the difference between those that are wealthy and those that are not. And I immediately after reading that, and I read those two chapters and I read it again and I meditated on it and I immediately had a plan on what I needed to do. And so the Bible equips us with the tools that we need to navigate whatever life's challenges is. When we open ourselves up to the leading and the guiding of the Holy Spirit, when we're open and ready to receive, See, in that moment, I was asking for guidance. I was open to receiving it. We have to be able to allow the Holy Spirit to enter into every single area of our lives and not to shut him out unintentionally. You know, we're all, we all love God. And I know it's never an intentional, I don't think we would like deliberately say, no, you don't have access. But subconsciously, we don't invite him in to every area of our lives. We kind of have a separated, right? Like it's, I'm going to have to, I have to take care of this problem. I have to figure out a way out of this. And he's just saying, be open to me. I, I'm here. I want to help you, but you have to allow me to lead you and guide you. And I can do that through my word. The Bible says that the word of God is living and active. It's, it's living and active. If we get that in our minds, that it's not, you know, just a book that was written thousands of years ago that has no power or it's not relatable. It is living today and is active and it allows us to understand exactly what it is that we need to do. And it gives us the discernment and godly wisdom to guide our decisions, to guide our actions and make sure that they line up with God's will. Because a lot of times we want to do things or say things or go in areas that's not in God's will for our lives, even though it may seem right. So we have to be sure that we are discerning the will of God. And we do that when we spend time with his word. And then the, the last thing, well, not necessarily last thing, but the last thing I'll talk about today is that it allows us to be a light to others. So when we diligently begin to study God's word, we become better equipped to talk to other people about what God's word says. We can share the truth with others and our very lives become a testimony so that we become the reflection of Christ to those around us. But if we are not studying, if we don't know what the scripture says, it's very difficult for us to share that knowledge with others. And it becomes easier for us to fall back into that false falsehood, false teachings. 
it, it takes us, it takes us out of the grounding when you don't know exactly what something says. One thing that I admire my husband for, even though I it was annoying at the beginning <laughs> at the beginning because I didn't understand it until the Holy Spirit had to explain it to me. If he hears anything at any time about anything that he does not know, he immediately grabs his phone, goes online, and starts to research it. Now, it used to annoy me in the beginning because he would do this even like if we're watching a movie. Like if we're in the middle of a movie, he'd be like, okay, wait, I don't understand this. Let me look. And I'm like, could you not do that? Could we just enjoy the movie, please? <laughs> but I had to understand he never likes to be in a position where he is not sure or he, you know, someone would ask him about it and he's just trying to guess off the top of his head. And we have to be the same way when it comes to the word of God. Like we have to make sure if there's something you're hearing, if there's something, you know, a topic that that came up and you're not 100% sure, you don't have, you know, feel like, okay, if you had to talk and give a speech on this, can you do that? Do you have enough information? Are you grounded enough that if someone came with an opposing message, you can say, no, it is this because the word says that. And we have to get in that position and in that place where we ourselves become that wealth of knowledge so that we can share it with others and we are not susceptible to the deceptions that will continue to come because it's not going to get better, right? We know what the word says and what's going to happen in the last days that we're living in. Even the most elect will be deceived. The deception is just going to become more and more apparently real, I will say. So now while we have access to God's word, while we have the tools and all of the resources, let us ground ourselves and make sure that we understand how important it is because we know there will be a day where lies will seem like truth. And if we are not careful, we will fall into it. It said even the most elect, the most. So we have to make sure that we are grounded. Now, quickly, we can just go over, and I know we've talked to, on some of these when we are studying God's word, because I said one thing is to study, and then it's studying effectively. And the first thing to study effectively is that we have to be consistent. Consistency is key. We say it all the time because it's true. You have to. We have to. We must set aside regular time for studying the Bible. It could be every day every week. I'm hoping that at some point it's every day, but if we're honest, listen, we just need to start with consistency. Find a time. If that is for you on your drive, on the way to work, if that is while you're uh, cooking dish, cooking dishes, cooking food or washing dishes, whatever it is where you can blot out this time, set aside time, set aside time. And now that I'm even going back and thinking about it, you want to make sure that it's a time where you can have access to go through. Because another thing is study tools. Using concordance, using commentaries, using online resources to gaining a deeper understanding. I think I had mentioned this before. There are so many things online. I believe one was Bible Hub or Bible study tools. I have to find it and share. Where they will actually show you what it says in Hebrew, what it, what it says the Greek version. And a lot of scriptures that I found, there are certain words that they use that's very important in the original text that when they translate it over and over and over again to make it easier for us to understand, it loses context, it loses its meaning. So it's important as we become diligent, then we become to have, we get the desire to want to figure out, okay, 
what is he really saying? Let me go back to what he said originally. Oh, okay, that's the same word that was used in this other text. That's what they're saying. Got it. And God will continue to lead you and guide you as you do this. So you want to make sure, one, you're consistent. Two, you're using study tools. Three, most importantly, probably is praying. Make sure you pray and invite the Holy Spirit. Before you start to just read the scripture, say, Holy Spirit, tell me what it is you want to teach me. Allow my eyes and my ears to be open so that I'm not just reading, you know, just reading off of words off of a page, but you're speaking to me. You're downloading instructions to me. You're opening up my eyes to see the greater context, the greater meaning behind what the scripture's intent was. So make sure that we're praying before we get into um, studies. Application. After you read, it's what you do with it right? We say actions speak louder than words. Make sure that when you walk away from your study, you know in your head, okay, from this, I've learned that. And that's, this is how I can apply this to my life. Apply what you learn. See how it's going to transform your thoughts, transform your attitudes, transform the way that you think, the way that you act. Walk away with a piece of application. And then the, the last thing is what we're already doing. And I'm continuing to encourage us all is Continuing to be surrounded by like-minded individuals and beautiful women like yourselves. We have to make sure that we're building each other up in the faith that we're learning, we're feeding off of each other, and we do this so well. And that, you know, uh, Kamaria can have an insight, and then Anika has a different perspective, and then Stacy says something else, and it's like, ah, yes, I didn't consider it that way. And then Zara drops a bomb, we're like, yes. And so it's important, not just here, I know we're in different parts of the world, but there are other community uh, communities as well. I know if you guys have your own church home, make sure to plug yourself in, surround yourself all the time with godly people, with things that will inspire you, inspire the word of God within you to continue to sharpen yourselves. So you have to remember to remain, remain grounded, remain within a community. And then the most important part of that scripture is that to be approved. Always remember when it is to be approved, it means that we've gone through a test and we passed. So expect things to come, expect challenges to come, expect something that you just read, like be slow to anger, right? Slow to speak, right? Remember that when you study it, expect something to happen that day. So you're tested to show yourself approved. Always, always know, always be on guard for the test. And when we're going through the test, sometimes it really is a test that we're going through. And we're like, God, take this away. And it's like, he's like, no, I, you studied this. We talked about this. Now it's pencil to paper, right? Figuratively. And how are we going to react? What is our response going to be? Will we pass the test? And that is what God is calling us to do. So we have to remember, ladies, that studying God's word is not a Monday thing. It's not a Wednesday thing. It's not a this month thing. It's a lifelong journey. It never ends. It never ends. We will continue to grow in wisdom and knowledge. And we need to continue, all of us, to humbly submit ourselves to God's guidance. Let his word take root. Like, le really let it form its own garden in our hearts. May our hearts be the garden of Eden with the word of God. And may we be women who diligently study that we handle the word of truth correctly we can share it with others we can glorify god with our lives and it is my prayer
that we will continue to allow his word to be a lamp, lamp to our feet and a light to our path. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. So at this time, please, I want to open up the floor and hear from you, ladies. Good morning again, ladies. We see so many different things happening in the world today, and we have to make sure that we really and truly are grounded in what God's word really says. And we have to make sure that we are not getting it off of the pulpit or we're getting it from somewhere else, but we have to make sure that we ourselves have risen what we are supposed to know in the Bible. Because if it is that we are not, if we don't study and we don't have the information at hand, there are lots of false doctrines or there are lots of false teachings that sound really good and we might get caught up in it on our ways. And God does not want us to depend on what other people are saying, but he wants us to have that intimate relationship with him so he can feed into us what he wants us to get get from his scriptures and we have to make sure that as we live our lives on this earth we are not here just to exist but as we are facing all these different things in life it's not about our flesh and blood but against principalities and all these different powers in dark places and we have to make sure that we are fully equipped when we have to fight our different battles. So we, I, I just really thank you for reminding us of how important it is to get into God's word and to stay in God's word because it's only through his word and, and that connection with him we are able to continue here on this journey called life. Amen, amen. Thank you so much for that, Zara. And yes, I mean, even especially she said, the pulpit, don't let the fact that it's being delivered um, on a stage fool you rightly divide what is being said to you. I don't care who it is coming from. If I come up here and start talking foolishness one day, I need y'all to correct me like, mm-mm, Karen, that's not what it says. No, sir, that's not. <laughs> rightly divide what it is. Seek the word, know the word for yourself so you know, okay, that pastor, nope, not doing it. Next, not subscribing because you know what God is saying to you. So thank you so much, Sarah. Anyone else? Good morning, ladies. The part about the application of the scripture, because it's fine to study and to meditate and to read and do all the things. But if you never move to the step of applying it, and I'm talking about not even just, well, okay, this week I'm going to XYZ, maybe even actively looking and asking God, where or how can I apply this? Because there are some that are on the surface, they're easy to do, right? You know, love your enemy or turn the other cheek. You can physically do those things. But for the ones that you have to kind of dig a little deeper and the application may not be as readily apparent, wherever the Lord directs you for your reading, whether it's with a Bible plan or not, or like Brain said, she just opened up to Proverbs when she was doing her finances and, you know, you got some instruction and guidance there. Sometimes it might need to be, okay, God, I don't see where the application is for me here in 2023. So where can I go? What can I do? You know, put something or someone in my path to make this word come alive in me. So it might take some asking, God, show me where, show me how this applies right here, right now. If this is where you have me studying and meditating and reading, um, 
And then when you do the other part that she said, another part that she said was that, you know, you're able to be a light to other people. And I said, man, that's good because I don't know for me personally, how often it occurs to me to, you know, speak a word of encouragement using a scripture, especially to like non-believers or people who, you know, know, possibly don't go to church, but even with my church brothers and sisters, if they're going through a tough time, I, it doesn't naturally come to mind for me to, you know, speak the life-giving word in the moment. It's just whatever flies into my head to say, you know, what a stasism or something like, okay, well, I'm praying for you or, you know, but I, I, I can do more. I, I can do better. And this was a challenge for me to hear that along with everything else she said. <laughs> so thank you, me. Amen. You are welcome. And it, and it is true. I mean, even you saying that it's, it's something for all of us to reflect on when someone is going through anything, um, whether they're a believer or non-believer, do we know, do we have a scripture, you know, to, to quote, to give them that life? Because, you know, sometimes our words are okay, but the power of God is what they need. And so it's, it's really a challenge for all of us. So thank you, Stacey. What you understood on to me was the fact that, you know, your circle matters. You know, you were saying, get to some friend who would pray you up and encourage you. You know, we thank God for this group where we get layer prayer requests and whatnot. And it's so important for the people who you surround yourself with or who you choose to tell your problems to. I mean, you have to tell God all your problems and it's not everything you run with. Sometimes you need a word of encouragement from somebody. And I just thank God for this group, you know, where you can lay a prayer request without being judged. Or, you know, and somebody always on the go, only ready to pray for you. So your circle really matters. That's my two cents. Amen. And I was trying to quickly find it because I read in that, I believe it was that same scripture I have to find it. We, we might take it lightly sometimes, but who you surround yourselves with in the Bible, and I have to find the scripture, but in the context of how I received it, it was pretty much show me your company and I'll show you your character, your future. And it says, you know, when you, whoever you're surrounded by, you will start to become like them. Like they will, they rub off on you. And you can find that like, if you have a best friend, you'll notice like if they have a saying, like you will probably start saying it or vice versa. Like you don't even know when you started, but because you guys hang around each other so much, it's, it's like the time you spend, you become more like each other. And with that in mind, it becomes so much more important that we know who we are attaching ourselves to and who we are becoming like. So always watch who you're spending a lot of time with. And even as I say that, thank you, Lord, because God is like, that's how he wants us to be with him. The more we spend time with him, the more he rubs off on us and we become more like him. So just to add to what Anika said about what um your circle. If you remember the story in the Bible where the man, the paralyzed man, was healed because of the fate of his friends and the extent to the that they went to be able to bring him at the foot of Jesus. Yes, yes. We have to be, you know, sometimes we just, we have to be very careful when we say our circle sometimes, because some people, they, instead of praying as in P-R-A-Y, they P-R-E-Y on us. They pray on us. And we may think mm. that we are being Come genuine. on, sir. Yes, girl. But we have to be, we have to ask God for that guidance and the spirit of discernment to know who should be in our circle. 
because sometimes we say we, we say yes this person they, they seem to be this and they that and god is saying Mm-mm. and they they remove he removes them out of your life and they're still fighting and they're saying why lord but they were so good and they, and god is saying uh-uh. because we we have to make sure that our circle god ordains our circle for us because as human beings the human nature in us would get attached to certain things and we but we are we able to 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 stand in faith and and to be confident to know that if i ask this person to pray for me they would actually be standing in the gap for me or they would just be gathering my business we have to be very mindful of that because as humans, our nature is to stay connected to persons, but we have to remember that it's not just about satisfying our human connection, but actually walking in the spiritual life that God wants us to live. So we have to be very mindful of who we have in our circles. Amen. Amen. 100%. And you know, it says that you'll know them by their actions. Watch their actions. And a good test too, if you know that it, you wouldn't even bother inviting this friend you have to church because they just won't be interested. And that's not, that's, that's the same one. That's the one. <laughs> and so check your circle. Be Take that to God in prayer. God, who is for me in this time? Because know that the, the enemy is also cunning. Don't think that there is an area that he will not exploit. And of course, if he knows that he can use someone else to get to us, he will do that. So be prayerful be prayerful now it's not to say you go now and now you're about to have zero friends so you just block everybody it's being be prayerful about who god is calling to have in your circle and if it's no one is no one but if there's one or two or three who are just there they just this one does not belong be obedient when he calls you to it be obedient and do what you need to do and even then even if it is someone who is supposed to be there now it may only be for a season yes 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 seasons i said people come and go people come and go so you know and a lot of times i think we get caught up or we're hurt over certain relationships you know we might look back and say man we're not even as close as we used to be and we might feel a little guilty or whatnot but be prayerful about that because as stacy says they may have been in your life for a time a place a reason and a season and then you're in a new season in your life and God has you surrounded by other people. So always, always, when it comes to relationship, especially, especially, this is what you surrender to God. You surrender to God and say, God, and pray every day. Surround me with godly people. Let the people you have in my life at this time be the ones that are there. Remove anyone away from me that you don't have to be for me in this time right now. And he will do it. I've done that time and time again, and he is very faithful, <laughs> even on that end. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Praying Wife podcast. I do pray that you were blessed. Please remember that you are beautiful. You are powerful. You are made in the image of God and you are loved. We will see you again next time.